Hey, all you Grave Talk listeners, it's Garrett with the Grave Talk Podcast, here with a, I guess we call them minis or special episodes, quickies, I, I don't even know anymore. The, the point is, we're back, we're joined by a special guest, a previous guest, um, Emma. Yep. Welcome back to the Grave Talk. Thanks. We, a woman of many words. Uh, we're here to talk about an upcoming project you have, um, and also just kind of touch base and see what you've been up to lately. Um, just a lot of writing. And watching my toddler. So I have questions because you are specifically, for the most part, a horror writer. Yes. Okay. Is it all horror or do you like dabble in other genres? Um, I also write Twilight fanfics. No. I also. (laughs) Would you be willing to at the Grave Talk Commission? No. (laughs) Uh, Okay. No, I also write um, some sci-fi and like literary fiction, but mainly horror. So how does that work with watching a toddler? Are you ever like picking up after me like, ooh, you know, it'd be rad if that dog just got ripped in half and eaten. <laughs> no, I usually compartmentalize a little bit better than that. But there are times where I'm like deep into like a really fucked up scene. And then she wakes up and I have to, you know, snap out of it and be in mom mode. I mean, a little bit. <laughs> okay. If you can't multitask, then what are you doing? <laughs> well, that's cool. So you mostly write horror. And we're actually here to talk about uh, an upcoming project that you have coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned it on our previous episode that just came out, The Hills Have Eyes. Check it out, the Grave Talk podcast. You're actually already here. I don't know why I just plugged the podcast that you're currently <laughs> listening to. But that's the kind of professionals that we are. So fuck it. Listen to the Grave Talk podcast. Also, rate, subscribe, like, all that fun stuff. So the Grave Talk podcast. We're here to talk about your upcoming project. It's a uh, chap book. Is that correct? Yes. And that's with a P, not a T. Mm-hmm. And is this like a digital thing or is this like a physical copy? Or uh, There are paperbacks and there's going to be an ebook too. Um, okay. But a chap book is kind of like in between an extended short story and like a short novelette. And this one's illustrated. It has beautiful illustrations. And so it's kind of, it's a quick read. Are you going to plug the artist? Uh, yeah. She's uh, Caitlin Marceau. Okay. And she's also a horror writer, actually. Okay. So a writer and artist. Yes. She's incredible. So is that a common type of release or because what are these short stories? Um, So it is. It's kind of like zines. Like it's like a way to like get your story out for like if it's something that you don't think would fit in with a collection necessarily or that you want to have illustrated or that it's, it's just kind of like it is kind of common to have releases of chap books like and it's also like I mean it's an easy way because it's a little bit cheaper to publish like to get something that's shorter out there especially with shorter attention spans and get people introduced to new writers for cheaper so I guess my question is is like you know there's there's self-published comics and fanzines Mm -hmm. and Amazon's got its whole menagerie of the wildest things you could ever imagine people writing and putting into book form Uh, (laughs) Um, I draw your attention to my centaur lover which we once found on Amazon Prime. Um, Don't kink shame. I'm not kink. Oh, hey, <laughs> do I own a copy? No, not yet. And not I stress yet. yet. No. Uh, we, went down a, we went down a rabbit hole. There's also one about werewolves that like basically oh, had well, this whole pack. Everybody thing wants to fuck a werewolf. Who? D- well, okay. You know what? But a that's our new that's our new question for the Grave Talk guests. Like, would you fuck a werewolf straight up? They're just all going to say yes. If anyone says no, we just cut their mic and send them on their way. Oh my god, it's a full moon tonight too. So just so you guys <laughs> know. Chat book. So this is like kind of like a would this be more self-published or is this something that like um, like publishing houses do on a regular thing? So it's like indie publishing houses tend to do this as like especially like for newer authors. Like I'm kind of newer on the horror scene. And so it's kind of it's my debut into like my own standalone work. That's kind of cool. And so did you 
like, did you search out chat book stuff or was this just kind of how like the publisher was just like, Hey, we're going to do this with your story. So, um, I'm friends with the person who started this indie publishing house. So it's just pure nepotism. No. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make no, sure. But no, we're, we're, very, we're, we're very writing clear. friends. Okay. And so we were like beta reading each other's stuff. And she was like, I would love to put out some chat books with my new press. And I, and she asked me if I wanted to write one. And I was like, oh, I haven't actually thought about writing a chat book. And so I wrote one. We went through edits with it. And she loved it and decided to put it out. So, so it's the same exact process as writing a book. It's just shorter. Yeah. So you mentioned that you knew the person who's who started this the, mm-hmm. this imprint or pre- I don't know what the M- what's the word here. The publishing house. Publishing house. There we go. Did you get to pick the artist, or did they assign no? The artist? So they they. So they picked, but I already had seen her work. And so whenever I found out she was going to be the artist, I was like over the moon because she is incredible. Like I love her writing and her art. And when I saw the cover, oh my fucking God, so good. And that's the one with the heart with the the people inside. Yeah, with all the ladies. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really rad cover. If you haven't seen it, check out Emma's Twitter. I think you've got it plastered all over. Oh, yeah. So back to that, did they have to submit samples or was it just completely like, we're going to assign this artist and you got to cross your fingers and just hope it matches up? Uh, yeah, that was, that's kind of, but I also, I trust like the publisher I'm working with. Okay. And so, yeah, they're not going to pick something terrible. <laughs> it's the guy who does Dilbert and you're like, you sons of bitches. Oh my God, that would be so <laughs> weird. So how did you hear about like getting selected for this? Was this something that kind of surprised you with or did you know? It, it was kind of a surprise. I was just approached about possibly writing one and like it wasn't a sure thing it was like you know like if you want to pitch something and see if it's a fit and I was like yeah I haven't really thought about writing a chat book and so I had an idea right away pretty much and yeah so you wrote this story specifically for this chat book project yes okay so this wasn't like some old idea you're like let's dust it off no well on that note why don't you tell us about what this story's got going on okay so um it's I would com- compare it to like necromantic or raw or angst. Um, it's like a really dark, twisted, semi-erotic, uh, sapphic story. And Wait, hold on, let me stop you right there because I know there's been some confusion <laughs> on what sapphic means. Explain to the audience what sapphic is. Sapphic is like a more inclusive like term for like lesbianism, like women loving women. Like since I'm like proudly bisexual, like I would call it more sapphic than lesbian. Uh, yeah. So it's basically like this really messed up story about like the this like t- being torn between like desire and repulsion and like kind of base drives. And I really, really love whenever there is like femme like antagonists and like antiheroes. And so I write a lot of that. And so that's what I gathered that from your movie choices. So yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. (laughs) Oh, you have a type. (laughs) I do. I do. (laughs) And so that's kind of like, I had this idea of like obsession with a neighbor and like just telling like a woman's point of view of some of the stories that we see all the time with like creepy guys. And I just really like exploring like, how women are different and the same. And so it's, it's a cannibalism story, but I don't want to spoil it too, too much because it's kind of short, but it's definitely, it's about obsession and having fantasies about eating someone in more than one way. Well, that sounds pretty rad. Um, again, like, you know, like with necromantic as one of the comparisons and stuff like that, that definitely was one of those when I saw it for the first time, I was like, okay, I'm, hmm. 
like so. that weird extreme kind of. Do you kind horror. of like to push that line of like this should not be completely okay, but I got to talk about this. Uh, yeah, that's kind okay. of my thing. <laughs> on, the, on the gore level, um, how would you rate from like a sleepaway camp to a terrifier two? How gory is the story? God, I would love to write something like Terrifier 2 eventually. But (laughs) for me, I think it's like kind of I I think it's kind of like medium gory. But I actually got a quote um, from one of the people who read it, an early copy that said I was gasping the whole time and had to take breaks because of some of the gore was so visceral. (laughs) And so and this is someone who also writes horror stories. So I was kind of surprised by that. So maybe it is a little bit more towards Terrifier 2 than I thought. But I mean, it's not like, it's not splatterpunk. It's pretty gory, It's going to make you pause and be like, okay, what the fuck am I reading? It's pretty fucked up, yeah. <laughs> One thing that we kind of, you know, like with that kind of gore effect and stuff like that, what would you say like your favorite like gory like scene out of a horror movie would be? Um, well, I have a lot of favorite gory scenes, honestly, because I love gory movies. Yep. And I love good special effects. Um, I know I was going to say martyrs, but I know that you guys are going to do that movie. And so it it'd be list. kind of spoilery if I told you what part. But <laughs> then let's hold off of that. Do you have a backup? <laughs> In midsummer, whenever they find the guy who had the blood eagle done to him, where okay. his like ribs are ripped out and his lungs are still going, that that is like I always wanted to see that on screen. And whenever that happened in midsummer, I literally was like, Yes. So you loved Robocop <laughs> when they just showed his insides just I mean, I mean Robocop is a little bit different. I, I but... see no difference between Midsummer and Robocop. <laughs> oh my God, the, no. Like, the story's all about defunding the, the police either they're way. They're the exact same, obviously. <laughs> oh, and another favorite one of mine um, is I really, really love um, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yeah. And I love those scenes where it doesn't show you the actual murders happening. It just shows you the aftermath. And it just kind of like slowly pans around it. And that is like top tier for me. Like That's what kind of did it for me in Saw when I first saw it. Again, we expected a lot more like torture chamber stuff. But when people came out of the theater, they're like, we didn't see anything. I was like, no, we saw a lot of really rad like aftermath, which is pretty cool. Saw was actually, Saw 1 is actually a really good movie. It's a really good movie if you if you know not to expect like an hour and a half of like just rad torture devices. Yeah, it yeah really it's not hostile or it's something. Like a, it's yeah. a procedural almost. Yeah, and then it just went crazy after that not that i don't like the sequels for their own craziness (laughs) as someone who went through all of them i can tell you oh god it gets wild no they get so dumb but it's still fun (laughs) but the first one's actually a good movie so back to the book back to the chat book is it okay Mm -hmm. to call it a book or do you like is it specifically referred to a chat you can call it a book okay based off your writing style and the fact that you mostly write horror and we've established that you don't really delve too far outside of the horror like genre. Do you have like any specific like literary like influences that kind of either a got you into the horror stuff or just like inspire you and motivate you to keep going in that department? So, um, I actually am, I've always loved literature and I actually even went to grad school for literature. And so do I have a little bit of a highbrow, take on things yes and so actually what really made me want to write horror was Flannery O'Connor and I am just obsessed with the southern gothic and how she she wrote these like very Christian slanted stories but they were really dark and messed up and I always kind of aimed to be like her but like an atheist slant instead 
Um, and Joyce Carol Oates is another one of my like heroes, although I know sometimes she goes crazy on Twitter, but like, <laughs> but ignore that and just look at her writing. And she's well, incredible. You can play a hell of a guitar just as long as you don't <laughs> listen to them outside of that. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of people like that. <laughs> and then like Clive Barker, of course, like, oh, I love him. He is incredible. Like his imagination is so crazy. And I'm a huge Hellraiser fan. So like I, I have to shout him out. But and Cormac McCarthy also like I know I'm not he, familiar with that one. Oh, he recently died, but he is so he did like No Country for Old Men. Oh, and okay. like but so he does a lot of things that are kind of western. But and he's not technically a horror writer, but he writes some of the most horrific scenes you can read anywhere. Like Blood Meridian has this infamous baby tree. And it's as bad as you can imagine you just by that. Uh, you should, <laughs> okay. It's actually an amazing book. You should read it. Um, and so, yeah, like a lot of the kind of classic writers are my inspiration. Like, I think that I write kind of literary horror, but with a lot of gore. Just like just blood ice that cake pretty much. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> do you have like a specific process or anything that you do to like kind of get into the mindset to like write these scenes? Or does it just kind of like come naturally like you need to sit down and be like, oh, balls to the wall. I'm on it. <laughs> or is it more just kind of like you have to kind of like get yourself into like the right frame of mind to like really capture what you're going for? Well, um, well, it's kind of twofold. One is that I kind of think of myself as like a method writer, like a method actor. Like I really like to be in the so zone. So you're making baby trees. <laughs> No, not like oh, in real okay, life, but okay. like I like to be in that character like 100 percent. And so I really I don't it's not easy for me to write if there's a lot of other stuff. Like it's hard for me to like just write for a minute and then do something else. Like I need to like be in the zone and be in that character's head and imagine how it is to be that fucked up person. But I also I have OCD. And so I have a lot of intrusive thoughts and I kind of started like just taking them and turning them into horror stories and people really liked that and it was really cathartic for me and so do I also have these ideas just pop in my head all the time yeah <laughs> the book itself comes out when July 18th July 18th that's coming up pretty quick yeah okay I'm really excited so are they just doing pre-orders right now yes yeah, so it's pre-orders right now for the paperback and then there's going to be an ebook version that's also released on July 18th okay so, so in tandem yeah Okay. Yes. Sometimes they make you wait like a week to get the ebook version. I mean, that's kind of, I get that why they do that, but no, these are going to be the same day. Okay. Right on. And who is that through? That is through Medusa Publishing House, uh, spelled like German house, like H-A-U-S. Thank you for clarifying. Well. All our German listeners are like, we got it. <laughs> I so. thought it was kind of like Bauhaus, you know, like. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, you can find that at um, medusahouse.com. Okay. Are they doing anything else like really cool project wise yes. and stuff? So, um, so just check out their whole website. Yeah. I, yeah. There's actually a lot of cool stuff. They're doing a monster fuckers anthology. Okay. So I actually saw this and they're actually like taking artists and I was like, oh, I've got some ideas. <gasps> oh my God. You have to do something. I, I screenshotted the, uh, the date that they're taking submissions and I was like, All right. what monster are you going to do? <laughs> Keep it safe. Werewolf. Keep it safe. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to like go straight out the gate. It has to be really fucked up because they want it to be like weird, gross things. Like, trust me. There's a reason Mark edits the podcast and doesn't let me do it. There'd be some really (laughs) weird shit put into this, these episodes otherwise. Well, that would be exciting. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see that one because, I mean, it's such such a weird genre. And I also love the discourse around it that happened on the internet. Yes. People were like, what are you talking about? And some people were like, I'm in. Sold. Let me buy four I copies. I mean, yeah. Yeah, the weirder, the better. I was like, oh, yeah, I want to see the weirdest, grossest <laughs> monsters fucking people. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be upset if it's just all tentacles. 
no, there's no way it it's won't. No, done. it won't be that. I promise. Oh. Like, I'm sure it won't be. So like, I think it's going to be like a zombie's dick falls off inside you or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it's going to be really weird. I feel like Tar Man gets freaky. happening right now. That's going to be like the Grave Talk after dark. <gasps> oh, my God. I would totally be on that. We need to talk. And after then it's this. just you and me <laughs> talking about monster. fucking. We're going to have to get someone else to edit it. Because we're going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> It'll be like five hours long. It's going to be like every list possible. And they're like, no, 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 you guys. Seriously. <laughs> no one needs to see all the monsters from Cabin in the Woods just go at it in a massive um, orgy. What? That would be crazy. I know. Wow, there's going to be so much editing here. No, give the people what they want. <laughs> Monster fucking. Look, obviously it's people want it because there's something happening with it. So check that out from Medusa House also, right? You know, yeah, yes. <laughs> They're loving our plugs right now. I'm like, what are you guys doing? You're killing our uh, brain. <laughs> no, no. She'll uh, love it. So you mentioned a couple of writers that you're, uh, you know, kind of like influential and mm-hmm. that you like uh, read and stuff like that that kind of helps you get on this, uh, on, I guess not journey, but like this kind of path that you're on. Mm-hmm. Are there any like good books specifically that you recommend for our audience? Because we don't talk a lot about it, like the, the horror books. But we've talked about doing a few on the podcast. I mean, let's be honest, like most of us are slow readers, <laughs> so it takes forever. Um, is there anything specifically like you're like, yo, audience, you got to check X, Y, and Z out? So when it comes to like the classics, like you should read uh, Books of Blood by Clive Barker. And then like I would recommend Child of God by Cormac McCarthy, which is like a serial killer book. But it's like the most crazy, fucked up, but beautiful one you can read. Okay. But when it comes to like um, contemporary Authors, there's a lot of amazing stuff happening in horror right now, especially like queer horror, which I think is really awesome because the whole horror community tends to be like outcasts and people who, you know, didn't fit in. And so I love how there's this blossoming queer horror. And so like Ray Knowles, um, she has the Stradivarius out now and like everything she writes. If you like something that's fucked up but erotic, like she is who does it? And sapphic. She yeah. is amazing. Okay. Like so if you like mine, you're gonna even love hers even more. And um really anything by Eric LaRocca he got like a viral success from things have gotten worse since we last spoke, but um, everything by him is actually really, really amazing. And he has like a beautiful bend on really fucked up things. Like he really, he pushes the boundaries more than me. I recommend him for sure. And um, recently also this, um, I, I read this anthology by, that was uh, curated by Evelyn Freeling called Le, uh, Le Petit Mort. So like, you know, like French, oh, I saw, I like saw French orgasm. I saw that on like, yeah. a couple of feeds. And so it's really, I was not, I was like, I don't know. It's kind of got this fairy tale thing, but it's actually like horror, erotic fairy tales. But like, but it was, it's really dark. It's not what you think. Like there is like this one story in there that is just like one of the grossest things I've ever read. Did you and put I the loved book down it. Or did you finish it like right away? No, I always power through. <laughs> I can't think of a time I was shocked enough to put a book down. I can think of a few <laughs> movies where I've just been like, what What the fuck am I doing here? The the queer horror genre stuff that you were describing. I feel like the horror community is, you know, as you mentioned, it's so inclusive. Mm-hmm. It's so like accepting. It's just like, we're here for this because it is such a niche genre. You know, like yeah. it's kind of like, if you're here... We got you. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have no place to judge. We just watched a man get ripped in half and someone lick the inside of their tongue that's dangling down their neck. And you're just like, that yeah, okay, beautiful. that's cool. Even in the 80s, there was, 
outward homophobia and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it baked into a lot of these movies. But there was also a lot of like pushing the boundaries of having like gay characters and people in like lesbian relationships and stuff like that. Do you feel like that genre has always kind of been there and it's just now getting like the attention it deserves? Or do you think it actually has kind of come more than what it was? So I think that there has because horror does push boundaries and stuff and it has always been outcasted that there are people who our queer creators have always been pushing that into their stories, but I think it's more open now and that we're not just getting like the best friend who's gay or like the side character that dies, you know, who's a lesbian. Like we're getting like queer main characters telling queer stories. It used to be that like all queer characters were bad guys and then it went the opposite. And now it's like, oh, you can't have queer bad guys because bad representation but horror writers queer horror writers are taking that back and being like no we can have all different kinds of people with all different kinds of sexualities in our stories and they can be like the fucked up one or they can be the good guy and still be a fucking monster yes (laughs) i also enjoy the fact that we're also getting characters who are established yo my name's doug yeah. And you find out that Doug might be gay. And you're just like, all right, cool, Doug. You're going to yeah. shoot that monster in the head? All right, Doug, way to go. You know, exactly. Like, it's, it's not their whole stereotype is that yeah. they're, yeah, they're gay. Like, yeah, it's more than that. <laughs> it's becoming normalized. And I think that's really one of the things that I enjoy seeing about this genre is the fact that it's not such a, like, look, we've got a gay character. And I'm like, that's great. Is he going to die? You know, like... <laughs> Like, how is he going to be ripped apart? That's all I care about here. I hope we get a little bit more of that in the, uh, the cinema film realms, too. I it's, hope so, too. I think it's going that up. way. Yeah. Or, like, point. using, like, women uh, who are lesbians as, like, titillation for the male audience instead of them being, like, real women. Like, yeah, Shout out to Cabin in the Woods again for the woman that made out <laughs> with the wolf head. We got gotcha. you. Back to the chat book, though. Mm-hmm. We totally got distracted about horror in general, which I guess That's okay. is still in line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to another five-hour episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. Yeah, a mini. <laughs> a you quickie. Know, I got a kid, man. Come on. <laughs> um, so it comes out in July, July 18th, mm-hmm. I believe what you said. Yes. Okay. And is that globally or is that just in the U.S.? So right now, it's just the U.S. and Canada, I think. Okay. And Are they so, doing shipping outside of the U.S. or is it? I Not right now, but okay. the ebook will be available globally. Okay. Because we have a lot of like um, outside the U.S. listeners. Shout out to our global Grave Talk community. Love y'all. That's so cool. Um, yeah. And we get messages like in the middle of the night because I'm still up and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, someone in Denmark is like, yo, what's up, guys? I love this episode. Did you think about this? And we're like, we didn't. We should be asleep, but we didn't think about that. <laughs> So they can get the ebook. Yes. So you can still read it, but okay. maybe eventually we'll be able to do more worldwide shipping, but not at the moment. All right. And if we need to, you know, get at us, we'll buy a copy in the U.S. and then ship that shit over in a fucking like cereal box or something. That would be and a count chocula box. Take that, Mark. You're not here to <laughs> defend your precious Frankenberry or whatever it is. Nobody likes Frankenberry. Sorry, Mark. We didn't mean to attack your Frankenberry obsession. Anyway, back to our regularly scheduled interview. We're excited to read it and check it out. We're always glad when like our listeners and our friends of the podcast are doing like, you know, rad creative things, especially with horror. It's just always cool to see that happen. So congratulations on your project. Is there anything else that you're working on that's coming out that you want to plug? So um, actually, I have a story that I absolutely love that's going to be coming out also later in July. Actually, I think July 13th, um, which is in an anthology called The First Five Minutes of the Apocalypse. And um, my story is from a dog point of view. And it's I really love that one. Um, And another anthology that I really if you're like if you like my work that you might want to check out is Obsolescence from um, Shortwave. 
And it's a dark is that the sci-fi anthology name, or is that the actual? That, that's the that's the anthology, and the shortwave okay. is the publisher. Okay, gotcha. And so, um, it's like kind of like dark sci-fi, like kind of black mirror things and horror. And my story, it was all had to be about technology. And my story in that is called Mother of Machines, and it's about a teenage girl who's in love with an industrial lathe. You know what? When I wrote when it, you I find didn't your niche. Go with it. You know, <laughs> I didn't think it was really an erotic story, but I've had people be like, "That was an erotic story," and I'm like, "Oh." But I really love that one. I'm really proud of it. And I think that if you like this chapbook, you would like that one. And that one's called what again? Uh, the anthology is called Obsolescence. Obsolescence. And my story is called Mother of Machines. Mother of Machines. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that one's already out, right? Yeah, that one's already out. Physical and digital or just digital? Oh, physical and digital. You can get a hardcover even. Okay. And right. it's actually, it has such a beautiful cover. Like, I'm in love with that cover. Okay, those are awesome. We'll have to check some of those out. Listeners, also, if you're out there and interested, check those out. Let us know what you think. Uh, you can find you on, on Twitter, for sure. Yeah. Um, um, uh, on Twitter, I'm E. Murray Author. And I'm on TikTok, unlike the Grave Talk that never... We are on the TikTok. Oh, do you ne- no. oh my God. I know. I've been trying to get you guys to do fucking dance okay, for look, like a on, year or on. longer. You know, you know that one where you like you pull your shirt and like there's a gun cock? Yeah, And then yeah. it like basically like flips to like a lady in like a bikini yeah. or something like that. I wanted to do that, but like we're pulling our regular clothes and then we ended up like in like Michael Myers masks. Or you pull off your clothes like you're like, like the sexy look, lady. Look, 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 look. <laughs> we do not want to cause a global frenzy. All right. <laughs> No, you're like a sexy monster (gasps) for the monster fucking. I'm listening. (laughs) So you're on the TikTok at what? Um, I'm author Emma E. Murray. Okay. And do you have a website? I know you have a website. We've plugged it before. Yes. It's EmmaEMurray.com. Does that have links to order your books? Yes. Or, okay. There's links to like, yeah, order everything that's out and to pre-order my chat book. Yeah. And all my socials are on there. Just go to your website, basically, they're saying. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, thanks so much for stopping by. We definitely wanted to make sure we got a chance to talk to you about this story and this upcoming project because it's, it's really cool. We've seen the cover. We haven't been uh, gifted a preview copy. I um, thought about doing that today when I was like driving over. I was like, oh, I should have done that. Yeah. A lot of things. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right? I have a question here that says, who's your favorite podcast? But I'm afraid to ask it at this point because obviously we're not worthy. No, of you guys copy. are my favorite podcast. <laughs> As we should be, listeners. I listen to it when I'm falling asleep all the time. Okay, that's a brave choice. Anyway, thank you so much for stopping by and telling us about this project. Listeners, check it out. That's, um, tell us the name of it again. Exquisite Hunger. Exquisite Hunger. July 18th. Yes. On Medusa House, H-A-U-S. That's publishing or just Medusa House? Just Mm medusahouse.com. Okay, straight up. Check that out. Listeners, let us know what you think. If you like it, Hit us up, let us know, throw it in reviews, send us messages. If we get enough responses, we'll bring Emma back to talk about it after we all had a chance to read it and yeah, really please. dig into it. I would and love to do that. just critique the hell out of it. I'll get a red pen and like treat it like, you know, like a high bring school Bring it. Yeah, and check out that monster fucker thing and let us know if you want us to do podcasts oh, on if, that. If I get art in that and you get a writing that, oh, we're just going to take the podcast over. <laughs> It'll just be an hour and a half and be like, all right, let's just break it down chapter by chapter. We interrupt this regularly scheduled mini episode. Regularly scheduled. It's not even regularly scheduled. I can't even do this right. God, Mark, come back, please. Anyway, listeners, you may have remembered a story from one of our previous episodes. We mentioned a copy of Spookies, a Blu-ray copy of Spookies had gotten destroyed. Well, to spill the tea, Emma, would you like to confess whose baby that was? It was mine. Just yeah. took it to that Spookies copy. I was actually watching it with her in the room. <laughs> it's not that scary, okay? No, it's, it's a really fun kind of thing. And I didn't, yeah, I didn't see she got a hold of it. She took the art out and was like chewing on it and ripping it up. Mark was like, hey, do you want a copy of Spookies? And I was like, yeah. Everyone, thanks so much for tuning in this quickie. Emma, 
Thank you so much for talking about your chat book, uh, Exquisite Hunger, out on July 18th. Is there anything else you want to say before you're out of here? No, just thank you for listening. This is the last time you're ever coming back. No, that's not true. Mark promised. One and done. Mark can't make that kind of executive decision. (laughs) He told me I got to come back for martyrs. (laughs) Anything you want to say. I'm coming back, you guys. (laughs) I love the Grave Talk. The Grave Talk podcast. Our next episode will be out next week, you guys. Thanks for listening. Hey, we watch Luke Gay.